Hello, this is Mary Lee, and you're listening to On the Wings of Love, a Bachelor podcast. A Bachelor fanatic's review and analysis of all your favorite Bachelor contestants. So episode nine, we're finally here. You know, I don't really think we're going to have a final actually until we get to the after the final rose. Um, Chelsea, how do you feel? Do you feel like, like we've come to like the 11 o'clock hour or do you like, do you agree that like, this is not going to be having 11 o'clock hour until we're at the after the final rose? Yeah. It kind of feels like it's going to linger on. Like, I think we're going to get a lot of the answers we were looking for. Like a lot of the things that they've teased are probably going to happen in this next chunk before women tell all, but I don't know. It's going to be like after the final rose, I think is really where we're going to get answers and maybe not even that many. I don't know. It feels like it's like still lingering, like hanging in the balance. Yeah, it's been an interesting season, to say the least. Um, I feel like as we near the final two weeks, so it's March 26th now and or February uh, the March. Oh, sorry. It's, <laughs> it's February 26th. Oh, my um, gosh. Um, jumping ahead. It's February 26th. So the last episode was the 24th, and that was um, the final three women uh, in Gold Coast, the Gold Coast region of Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, it's going to be March 2nd, the Women Tell All episode, and then March 9th will be the finale and the 10th will be the, uh, after the final rose episode. So oh, I didn't realize they exact- separated the finale and the, after the final rose. Well, I got word of this from some publication a long time ago, mm. but uh, you know, granted they might do after the final rose part of the ninth and then going into the 10th. Mm-hmm. We never really know the format fully. Like right. if it's going to be the whole evening of the ninth is mm-hmm. the finale and then the 10th is everything after, mm-hmm. but some semblance, we're going to have to watch it for two nights, two in, nights a row, in a row, the ninth and the 10th. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So obviously I'm excited for that, but let's recap Monday night's episode. Shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Ever feel like you have nothing to wear? Like every day you look in your closet and all your clothes look boring and not interesting and you just want something different to wear, right? Well, that's where Rent the Runway comes in. I have been using Rent the Runway since 2017 and actually well before then. Um, But they have this awesome program called Rent the Runway Unlimited, which means that all the time you have a rotating wardrobe in your closet. So here's how it works. Rent the Runway will ship to you via UPS four items. And at any given time, you have, you know, as many items of those four items. You wear those four items and then you return them. And immediately you pick out four new items. So at all times, you have four new pieces to your wardrobe. Rent the Runway has everything from designer handbags and jewelry uh, to the most beautiful coats and sweaters. And of course, what they're originally known for is their gowns. So if you have an upcoming event or if honestly you just want to wear something awesome to work every single day, use Rent the Runway Unlimited and use my code for, get this, $100 off your 30-day trial. That's $100. So that's normally Rent the Runway is $150 a month. Now it would be $50 for your first month. 
Use my code, and this is the long one, RTRFAM525A87. I'll say that again. For $100 off your first month, it's RTRFAM525A87. All right, get to it. You will thank me later. So I, they start off in Australia. I love that they flew halfway around the world from mm-hmm. California. Uh, and I was just in Australia. So I I Yet another place like, you have been. <laughs> I know. I'm not to toot my own horn, but this is one of those odd seasons that I'm watching. And I'm like, I have been to every single place that they go, <laughs> which is so weird. It like, is. honestly, I can't say that for past seasons. Um, but yeah, obviously I've been to LA and then they went to Ohio. They went to Cleveland and Cedar point, both places I've been to. Um, and then where else did they go? Did they go um, anywhere else domestically or did they immediately go to Santiago? I think they went to Santiago after that. Right after? Yeah. Then so. they went. To, okay. So I guess I haven't been to Santiago. So that's uh, one place of all of the places I haven't been. Mm-hmm. And then I've been to Lima, Peru mm-hmm. and I've been to Australia. Yeah. Um, like, like an hour north of the gold coast. So you could say it's about the same thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's weird. Like watching it's like, oh my gosh, I actually, you know, yeah. Recognize these places. Um, but for those of you who don't, so one small note in the very beginning, all of you noticed Peter was driving a car and he, in Australia, they drive on the left side of the road Uh and like you, the driver are on the well, the right side instead of the left mm-hmm. side. I'm saying it wrong, right? Oh, no, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, no, like I was like really impressed that he was driving a car. I know. I bet they, I bet he just drove it like up the hill into that resort. But still, I was like, oh, damn. I don't, I, it, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I wouldn't feel so freaked <laughs> out. It's like dr- when you it's have a dream weird. and you're like, can't, where you can't like w- break. You can't break the car when you're dreaming, when you're driving. That's uh-huh. what it would feel like. But you're like awake, driving on the left side of the road. I would feel freaked out. Have you ever done it? Yeah, I kind of. Um, yeah, I have. I I was kind of hoping he would do more of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be like a thing for this yeah. episode, like went ATVing or something. But I guess he already did that with Kelsey. Yeah. You know, I want to know. I, I, I appreciate that a lot of his dates are like adventure driven. Mm-hmm. And I think that just speaks to the bachelor. Like he is unlike Colton, like Colton was scared shitless when he had to bungee jump with oh, Tasha. Yeah. Yeah, do you yeah. remember that? Yep. He bungeed with Tasha and then he skydived because she made him do that. Uh-huh. But like that was truly a fear for Colton. Like Colton was not an adventure seeking guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's kind of fun. I think, you know, the producers knew that, well, Peter's up for an adventure. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I like that they've chosen dates that aren't just like sitting on a boat or like dancing in the street. I'm like, all right, that, that only goes, it kind of gets yeah. old, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, but yes, you asked, have I driven a car? Um, I guess it counts if I drove a golf cart. Oh, <laughs> like on the opposite when side. I, yeah, yeah. Um, Hamilton Island, the place we went, hmm. uh, well, part of our honeymoon. Um, the, they only, there's no cars. It's hmm. pretty much like buses for um, like the hotels. And hmm. 
uh, golf cart. So mm-hmm. everyone's driving around these cute little golf carts and mm-hmm. yeah, you're on the right side of the road. And, and you know, there's a lot of, it's, a, it's an Island, but you still mm-hmm. have to like drive throughout the whole thing. So mm-hmm. I still had to like wait at cross, you know, at, um, intersections mm-hmm. and like, okay, am I turning the right way? Am I doing this right? Yeah. No. Um, Where is Hamilton Island again? Is it off it's, the coast uh, of Australia? It is. It's okay. totally off the coast um, in the Great Barrier Reef. So oh, it's like cool. north of the Gold Coast, um, south of Cairns, I guess is how you would say it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like the southern area of the Great Barrier Reef. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the most beautiful place. Like, so, so literally, it's heaven on earth. So, uh, yeah, I mean, let me I've look seen now. photos I think, that you posted from your honeymoon little videos but it's similar wildlife right very similar wildlife so that's cool okay cold gold coast is south of brisbane and so my guess is that they'll probably travel to brisbane next maybe mm-hmm. so um hamilton island is like north of brisbane mm. so like northwest i guess you could say um yeah it's cool it's amazing so I mean, maybe they'll go to Hamilton Island. Um, that would be smart because it's pretty secluded. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oprah's been there. Mm. Taylor Swift Taylor and her Swift. crew have been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, name dropping a bit. But um, yeah, cool. I don't know. Uh, it's, okay, I'm looking. It would be quite a long. It, it's pretty far north, it looks like. Mm from there. So, but it, it's relatively close. Yeah. The wildlife similar of kangaroos and mm-hmm. koalas, and, mm. um, monkeys and stuff. So, uh, I didn't see any monkeys, mm. but, and honestly, in the heart of like gold coast, I don't think there's like monkeys just roaming. I think, you know, they went to, they were like the jungle the mountains find- in the jungle. Yeah. 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 They definitely weren't like on the coast for, I think that's Victoria's date that there were monkeys, yeah. but, um, Anyway, so getting to the dates, mm-hmm. uh, so, well, actually, we got to address something first. All of the women are together. This has never happened. Yes. And oh, all, and Maddie what, has what her came- conversation with him. It was a, it was a cliffhanger last week, so um, they're still in the hangar in L.A., I guess, right? When she has that conversation. That was like, to me, the the stupidest conversation. Like nothing was really said. Nothing I was said. so confused. I rewound it like, like kept... five times, like trying to think like, wait, did anything get said? And I would rewind and I'm like, nope, nothing got. And then I would rewind again. Like they had to have gotten, she had to have, no, nothing. Yeah. I wanted to say, cast out your tongue. Like, come yeah. on, Maddie. Like, mm-hmm. what is your deal? Why can't you just spell it out for him? Um, yeah. Uh, like it, I, and it's kind of sad to me that she, you know, later was like, Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. I feel like I said it like an ultimatum. That's not what I meant. I'm mm-hmm. like, girl, you didn't say anything. You just said yeah. it would be hard for you if you slept with the other woman. Yeah. That's really all she said. She didn't say allude to being a virgin. She didn't allude mm-hmm. to saving herself. She didn't allude to, um, sex is so, so important to me mm-hmm. and it's something I do you know, I, I don't do, mm-hmm. you know, she could say anything yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm a born again virgin. She could allude to that, but yeah, no, no, nothing. Just, mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want you to have sex. So 
Oh God, I guess we'll get into that later, but it was an interesting conversation. I really think nothing was really accomplished and, uh, it's kind of sad to me that and he kind of like took it like what weird. And then like, didn't take it seriously at all. Obviously. Oh, totally not. He just kind of, all he said was, it's not fair to the other relationships that I have here. But he's like, I don't want to get you down in any way. And I don't want you to think any less of what we have. So I don't know. What he said was just placating her. Like, mm-hmm. all three relationships are separate. Like, mm-hmm. believe in our relationship. I mean, it was it was kind of like a mute point. Like, listening to this, like, five-minute clip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it's it's almost, I think it's too bad. It's too bad she didn't use that opportunity to share more mm-hmm. of her heart. Yeah. And, like actually communicate what was going on in her head and what goes on her heart right Um, and she wasn't super specific either she could have been like she could have been like I understand that you need like extra time without cameras with these other girls but like it would be I would find it more respectful if you like just thought about all of us and considered that and like maybe we're like a little less physical with each of us or like something like that or like anything because he he seems like confused like if I stayed the night if because she said the word sleep with but then he said the word if I go into a fantasy suite or like if I stay the night and I'm like that's different than like actually having sex and like certain things are more intimate than others when it comes to sex so they could have talked more in detail about like what what would be our boundaries to like to respect each other and still like be able to have an a successful engagement at the end of this knowing that like okay maybe you like have been kissing these other girls maybe you did other things but you didn't actually have intercourse so like that's more comfortable for me going into an intro no they had like no none of those conversations and it was very vague and I think he was like wait does that mean I'm I'm gonna have I'm going to spend the night with these girls because, like, I need to get to know them without a camera in front of us. Like, but they could have had more. I don't know. It just felt. No, they had no depth of conversation. So um, my mind goes back to a conversation I had with a friend years ago. I mean, this had to have been like five, six, seven years ago. And she was dating a guy. And I live in New York. So we were, you know, in New York City. And, uh, you know, honestly, like the bachelor is like New York city dating. It's you, you think maybe in the, in the moment while you're on the date, you're enjoying the date, you're a hundred percent present, but then the next day you could be on a date with someone totally different and mm-hmm. also be super present and enjoying the date. Mm-hmm. Um, so the world of the bachelor, in my opinion, is kind of similar to New York city dating. And, uh, mm-hmm. I recently heard an interview with, um, Jacqueline Trimble. She was on Ari season. Mm-hmm. She went like maybe top six of Ari season. Mm-hmm. She was like the intellectual girl of Ari season. Um, she did an interview with reality Steve and she kind of said the same thing. And I was like, Oh, okay. Glad I'm not the only one who thinks this. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, true story. I had a friend who was dating a guy and, um, you know, it was like probably in the first month or two months of dating. And with it, she might see him like on Monday nights and Wednesday nights and Saturday nights. And to her, that was fine because she wasn't free every single night. You know, Mm -hmm. she had other friends and other career engagements. And, uh, so that was fine. And and mind you at this point, they hadn't had the exclusivity talk. 
Well, um, fast forward some time, she was at like a social gathering with other people she works with and was talking to this friend of hers. And the friend was saying, oh, I'm dating the most wonderful guy. Let's call him Patrick. Mm-hmm. Patrick's so great. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And uh, my friend, let's call her um, Morgan. Morgan saying, oh, yeah, I also am dating a really great guy. Oh, cool. So they start exchanging stories about mm-hmm. this guy they're dating. And um, the other girl, so my friend's Morgan in this situation, and there's the other girl. Um, the other girl says, oh, yeah, well, I, I guess I see him like a few times a week, you know, maybe Tuesdays, Thursdays, sometimes Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. It depends, you know, and Rachel's, um, oh, I didn't say Rachel. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a billion Rachels, but uh, the friend Rachel was like, oh, OK, I'm I see this guy, you know, you know, Monday, Wednesdays and Saturdays. And they, you know, realized as this conversation was like going on wait wait what's Patrick's last name and then the girl said it's Patrick like Patrick Smith oh my god the guy I'm dating is Patrick Smith (laughs) and they both were like well it can't be the same guy right there's so many Patrick Smiths in New York City Mm -hmm. and they keep describing the guy anyway it turns out they were dating the same guy yikes um dating and sleeping with the same guy so like Mm. he might sleep with one girl monday wednesday friday and another girl tuesday thursday saturday oh my god so granted he wasn't sleeping with like five women but he was dating this two women and Mm -hmm. sleeping with both of them over the course of a few weeks yeah and it's like it was appalling of course these both the two girls then you know joined together and Mm -hmm. they outed him and and it was a hilarious story. It turned out they both were like, all right, good riddance. Neither of us want to date this guy. Yeah. Um, but what did my friend learn through that? She learned like, okay, in the future, I should really like put my boundaries up front, mm-hmm. you know, and, and speak what I want out of a relationship. Or if like it's gone so far that now we're in, engaging in sexual intercourse, yeah. I'm going to state like, hey, I am only dating you and you can do what you want, but if you're not only dating me, I don't want to date you anymore. And right. that is okay. Yeah. A woman should feel confident to state her boundaries and what mm-hmm. she is comfortable with. So right. this whole time Madison was having the conversation with him at the beginning of the episode and then later, I just kept thinking in my mind, like women out there everywhere, whatever age you are listening to this, I want you to be frank with the men you are dating currently or in the future about where your boundaries are Mm -hmm. and do not be afraid and do not be afraid of it scaring them away because he's not the right guy for you like there will be only one guy you actually marry so it's okay if there's a billion other guys that don't like you or like don't end up dating you but um you know it just it made me want to tell all women like it's okay and be confident in your choices and be Mm -hmm. confident in giving what you might think is an ultimatum Mm -hmm. Um, because those are healthy boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, and I just want to say this here cause I think some women see this as a negative. I remember when I was dating my husband, my now husband, I had to even share with him, Hey, I have a boundary about my sexual boundaries. And then I had also boundaries about how long I was going to date him before I'd be married. Mm-hmm. Now, some people might say, see that as an ultimatum, but I just said like, and I do believe this that was what was right for me. And if he wasn't willing to be with me long-term, 
I was willing to cut my losses. Yeah. And so that was, and you know what? He had to figure out for himself if he wanted to be with me or if he didn't. He ultimately decided he didn't want to be with me. But mm-hmm. you know, had I lost him forever, that would have been okay. Mm-hmm. And that would have been how things were supposed to play out. So I think that Madison is really doing herself a disservice here. And I hope women everywhere are watching this and going, that I do not want to do because that's being selfish to myself and trying to get what I want. Uh, I listened to Rachel Lindsay say this on a podcast too. She's like, Madison's being selfish by not sharing her truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest like takeaway in all of this is do not be selfish women. Share how you feel, feel, share what your boundaries are and your, um, I don't want to call it an ultimatum, but what fits within how you want to live your life. Yeah. What are deal Whether breakers? That's a sexual boundary. Yeah. Yeah. What your dating boundaries are and, and be confident in them. Don't be mm-hmm. mousy about it. State it with confidence. Look, mm-hmm. you don't have to succumb to what I want for my life, but this is what I want for my life. Mm-hmm. So do you want to join my life? If you do, you will, you will submit to my boundaries. If not, that's okay. Do your life. What's best for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the healthy way. And that's, mm-hmm. for example, how I did it with my own husband. I shared with yeah. him, you don't have to marry me by no means. If you want to, you know, be single or if you want to figure out your own self, that's fine. I completely understand, mm-hmm. but that's not what I want. So if this is not going to work result in marriage, by X amount of, you know, time together, Mm -hmm. I can no longer date you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that was, I think that's healthy. I think it's healthy and men find that confidence and Mm -hmm. assertiveness, very sexy. Mm -hmm. And some men might find it sexy and still not want to be with you. And that's okay. Yeah. So I just, uh, this was one of those few episodes that I was like, this is such a learning lesson and like Mm -hmm. how to deal with relationships. Yeah. I completely agree. And I think that like that she she ultimately realized like, oh, I should have been more clear with him. Um, We can get to that when we get to her date. But like I think a lot about some previous seasons and the way people have this conversation and the decisions they make um, based on like how they respect everyone and how they're ultimately feeling about each person. And I'm just thinking like Colton, like it was important to him to like talk about it with Chris Harrison. Like, can I have sex? Do I have to have sex in the fantasy suite? Like he had that conversation. Um, And then when he did his own, like that was kind of a shit show because all kinds of shit hit the fan. Um, During that episode, I guess is the one where he jumped the fence, right? Or was it after It is. No, that's, yeah. that's the one because he and learned you could tell, casting was the first date. Yeah, and you could tell, like, who he actually liked. And I think maybe Madison was hoping that when she said the words, um, actions speak louder than words, I think she was hoping that he would refrain from sex with these other two girls to show her, like, I really love you love you Madison yeah and I think, and I think that I'm was just like a like, huge women like can't yeah I think she could mistake. yeah she could have been a little more clear he could have been a little more clear-headed about like what he wanted at the end of it but I think but he was just blinded he's by he's the no he yeah he's he I was mean, blinded she, I, by I, 
I don't know. By the show's setup. He's blinded by the show's setup. I mean, this is yeah. how the show is. Yeah. Madison knew this going into it. She knew she was walking to a situation where this was not Christian Mingle. This was not yeah, eHarmony mm-hmm. version of dating. This was The Bachelor, which is a mix of Christian fans and a very, like, 2020 culture where it were sex positive. So, yeah. you know... um, there's not a right or wrong to how no. she views her sex life. No. She has to do what's best for her. Mm-hmm. But I just think what you just said, you said Madison was hoping Peter would do X, Y, and Z by the fact that she said actions speak louder than words. Well, mm-hmm. again, anyone listening to this, don't assume. Yeah. Worst thing you can do ever in a relationship is assume. Yeah. State what you mean. Because men hear words. They don't, they don't think. They're mm-hmm. not thinking assumptions. <laughs> That's like... The yeah. easiest piece of advice I can give you is, is men don't assume they're like horrible at that. Like mm-hmm. they, they can't read between the lines. That's why when men and women communicate differently. So, you know, Madison's learning this the hard way and yeah. I hope she has success in her future, mm-hmm. but, um, and, and maybe it's with Peter. I don't know, but yeah. you have to spell it out for people, totally. especially men, totally. especially. <laughs> so, um, Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, so yes, she has that convo with him. Mm-hmm. Then we get to Australia. All the women are together. All right. So in all, what, 27, 28 seasons of The Bachelor and that we've had thus far since 2002, mm-hmm. they have never put the final three together ever no. in no. any of The Bachelor or Bachelorette season. So this the is producers? totally breaking the mold. Oh, yeah. They're just guns blazing this this season. Well, I listened to an interview that Chris Harrison did with um, Rachel and Becca on the Bachelor Happy Hour, which is, you know, the official Bachelor podcast. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that Chris was honest about why they did this. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, you know, why they chose to put the women together in the same hotel suite at this point in the um, series. He said they did this so that we would hear, the audience would hear the women's perspective on this. Um, and they needed Madison to face Victoria and Hannah Ann and then have them like Madison, Victoria, right? Mm-hmm. Hannah Ann and Victoria give Madison their perspective. Mm-hmm. So they basically were like forcing these conversations to happen amongst right. the three of them. And yeah. that's what they wanted to happen. They didn't want to wait until, you know, it's just played out individually. And then we watch how they feel about each other later. Mm-hmm. No, they wanted the opinions to be said now in yeah. real present time. So I, I love that. I think I love his, his honesty with why production decided that. And mm-hmm. he is an executive producer. He's one of those producers. Yeah. Um, he also mentioned, I want to note this. He said that this season he didn't experience that like sisterhood bond that mm-hmm. past seasons have had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he didn't go out and say these three girls don't like each other, but, I think he's just speaking to that there wasn't this like deep rooted friendship amongst them. Yeah. Um, it's kind of obvious. Anyway. You can see it. I mean, think about like, think about some of those scenes where like Demi and Hannah B were like in the, in their little room together, like pajamas, like glasses, hair crazy. And they're just like hugging each other and like crying and like, mm-hmm. You you don't see any of that this season. Mm-mm. I wonder if it's just the environment that the producers created. 
I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's the age of the women, them being younger and cattier. Um, it could just be the maturity. I don't want to say age always, but, um, Mm -hmm. age does lend itself to maturity sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, it could also, like you said, be the producer driven environment, but I think it's also just the women they chose. They had a lot of, uh, women who made some villainous type activity throughout the season. So Mm -hmm. anyway, but getting to the three dates, so the women are all together Mm -hmm. and they're in the same hotel room. I mean, yeah, their faces said it all. They all Mm -hmm. hated it. I mean, Victoria said it in the, the, uh, uh, um, the, in the moment interview, you know, the Mm -hmm. little ITM interview, um, with the producers later that is just awkward. Yeah. But, uh, she's like, really, really (laughs) just staring at Victoria, staring at her producer. Like, why did you do this to us? You, You know, I think Victoria's, I don't know if people, I hope people think that she's smart, but I think she's pretty smart. I think she gets what's going on. I think she's watched the show before mm-hmm. is my guess. I don't know for a fact, but it would be my guess that she has seen more than one season of the bachelor. Um, it would also be my guess that she understood from the get go when she had the chase rice date, the producers were pinning her into a hole. Mm-hmm. And that I think that's why when she had the second one-on-one date, cause she was the first girl to get a second one-on-one. I think she mm-hmm. thought, Oh crap, this means either he really likes me or he's sending me home. Well, we've had issues. So he must be trying to send me home. Cause if you remember that date started out with her being very, very insecure. Mm-hmm. So I think she understands how this show works. Mm-hmm. Cause that wouldn't be a normal, a normal win- woman wouldn't get a date and be on her second date with a guy and think, Oh, he doesn't like me. Yeah. But in the bachelor world, they often do that so they can like further speed up the release of that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I think she gets what's going on here that, okay, they're putting us together. All right. I gotta, I see what they're doing here, you yeah. know? And yep. I think Madison's way too overwhelmed by it. And Hannah Ann is, you know, a little competitive girl in my opinion, mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get to her. So yeah. Hannah Ann gets the first date. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go jet skiing. Mm-hmm. I, not that exciting. No. Um, although of course they made it seem like it was so exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sat on the beach, mm-hmm. the waves were super loud in the audio. Mm-hmm. They really should have toned that down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know the conversation. They had a convo there. They talked at night, mm-hmm. you know, Hannah Ann basically gives him her blessing to do whatever he wants pretty much. And mm-hmm. that she will be loyal and patient and be there for him. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what he then, wants you know, to hear. They to... They're both really good at telling each other what each other wants to hear, which is why they haven't totally. really fought, which is why anything that comes up is very quickly, dissip- it very quickly dissipates. Um, they're both just kind of like agreeable, which I don't know if he's, I mean, I think he's like, oh, this is convenient, but I don't know if he's like, oh, this turns me on. (laughs) I think she turns him on physically. Uh, You know, I think I've heard some people say she kind of looks like a little girl and she does. She looks very young. So I know I think he's like physically attracted to her. I'm just saying like he likes contention, it seems like. So I don't when I see the way they interact, I'm like, I think he's like, oh, thanks for giving me a free pass. But I don't think he's like, 
oh my gosh, she turns me on so much with the way that she like interacts with me and the way she puts me on the spot and the way she, like he does with Victoria. She doesn't challenge him. Yeah. For example, the way Madison and Victoria F challenge him in different Mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. There's not much of a challenge that we're seeing. Yeah. And that's a great point. Yeah. Um, so they go to their overnight date. They seem to have a good time. Mm-hmm. We can assume they have sex mm-hmm. um, from the, the steamy shower looking scene. Of, yeah. The hand. It, it reminded me of Titanic, yes. you know, and yes. Rose is in the backseat of the car and mm-hmm. her one hand goes up in the fog. Yep. It was very Titanic. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, good job, producers, on that scene. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, and I, I don't know what happened the next morning, but obviously they didn't feel the need to sure. edit that in. Yeah. Um, either that means we're going to see a lot more of Hannah Ann and there's no need to show as that, or it just wasn't super, sometimes they don't show the morning after because it's obvious how the bachelor feels about the woman mm-hmm. by seeing the morning after, mm-hmm. you know, like if mm-hmm. they were to show that it was super great or super bad, it would be really obvious that he's not going to pick her. So, right. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that's, yep. I don't know. It, I think they're kind of being elusive mm-hmm. with Hannah Ann as far mm-hmm. as production value. Yep. Um, okay. So then we get to Victoria's date and mm-hmm. I've heard this theory. I listened to some podcast and they said, perhaps, you know, Hannah Ann comes back in, she's tan, she's wearing a completely different outfit. So there's the theory that like they go on this date, let's call it a, a Friday. They go on a date on Friday. They have the whole day together, jet skiing, the date night. They have sex Friday night. They wake up, they get to hang out till like 10 in the morning. So they're together till 10. Then she has to do in the moment interviews with production until like four in the afternoon. Let's mm-hmm. say they're like, all right, let's do hair and makeup. Let's like, why don't you recap the date for us? And she's with them till four. And then they're like, okay, you get the afternoon to like lay out at the, at the pool and mm-hmm. you get to spend the night in the hotel tonight to recover because you were up all night. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, you can go back to the house with the girls. Mm-hmm. So that was one theory someone had. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea, but mm-hmm. I just want to bring that to people's attention that it's possible that like, there's a day in this between. is not just, yeah, that this is not just like immediately after, mm-hmm. you know, because they yeah. have to do all these like in the moment interviews and then they have to sleep. Yeah. Productions assuming whether they had sex or not, that they're up all night talking or doing mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no way he's so, I, I did have that thought. I'm like, oh, back to back, like the next day he's just mm-hmm. getting into the next girl. <laughs> and I'm like, no, there's yeah. probably a day in between. Yeah. And, you know, I'd like to think there was a day in between. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's more logical thinking sense. because yeah. Peter would need, if he was with Hannah Ann Friday night, he's going to need like Saturday afternoon. Even after she leaves in the morning, he's going to need like some time to recoup. Think mm-hmm. about his thoughts. Well, how did that go? How do I feel about it? Mm-hmm. He's got to do all the interviews. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have time to do all those interviews with him mm-hmm. and let him shower and let him process his emotions and then immediately go into a date with Victoria. Yeah. They're not going to do that. Yeah. That's just sabotaging. And mm-hmm. there is, I've heard enough that at this point in the season, when you get to the final three and four, it is totally driven by the lead. Like they get to pick who they want to keep. They get to mm-hmm. pick 
you know, who they spend time with. It's, it's not producer driven mm-hmm. completely at this point. Right. Um, so he's so, picking, so going into Victoria F state, he's picking like who gets, so do you think he gets like, here are the things you have jet skiing, flying in a helicopter and climbing this building. Like, and he gets to pick who he's going to do each activity with. You think? I don't know if he gets to pick who, who he does what activities with. I think they probably give him a handful of activities that he could do in mm-hmm. the course of his time there. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, yeah, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. But maybe. I, I don't know. I do see a theme here. So going to Victoria's date. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I will listen out to see if The Bachelor, if anyone's ever commented on that. You know, I've never heard Ben reveal any of that. Like, oh, I picked this date for Lauren or this date for JoJo. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ben has his own podcast, so he easily could have said that in the past. And mm-hmm. yeah, I've never heard Nick Vial say that either. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they pick the exact date mm-hmm. for the girl. Mm-hmm. I think they pick date general, though. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, there is a theme. Producers are Peter. Some One of them is driving with Victoria, and that's the whole flying thing. Yeah, he flies. So he, he personally flew. flies her. In the Cedar Point, he date. flew her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and helicopter. now he's on another. That's two, and no other no. girl has been on those kind of dates with him. Any yeah. flying dates? None of the ones left. Which anyway. I... well, he was in a helicopter. A he was see. in a helicopter with Sydney, I think. With Sydney. Yeah, you're right. He was in a helicopter. And then with Kelly Sydney. went up with him once early, early on. You're right. Kelly went in a helicopter. But yeah. I don't know. I see a theme. Yeah. I definitely see a theme at this point. The Mm -hmm. fact that they gave her, they could have easily said Victoria got a flying date earlier. We're going to give Madison the flying date. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's some rhyme or reason to this, I think. Yeah. Um, So they fly them over to uh, a forest Mm -hmm. um, and looks beautiful. And they went to the, it's called the songbird. Well, Later, they go to the Songbirds Rainforest Retreat, if you mm-hmm. want to look it up. But the rainforest was in the Gondwana Rainforest. Um, and, yeah, I, I feel like their conversation was pretty natural, you know, mm-hmm. when they had their little picnic after the, the flight. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell he's constantly trying to get uh, a vibe for what life in the real world would be like with her. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you like planes, like kind of a, getting that affirmation out of her that she enjoys flying mm-hmm. because that's his life. Mm-hmm. That is totally his life. So I think he wants that affirmation from her. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm reading into it. Maybe no one else is. Maybe everyone else thinks this is normal. Um, I don't know. I'm reading into it. Are you reading into this at all? Yeah, I did. Mostly I wanted to have them have more of a pickup of the conversation that they didn't have last episode. Um, And maybe they do off camera dig in a little more than they did um, with what they edited in um, at the end. But I was like, don't you guys have some serious things to talk about? I mean, you're, they talk, they talk a little bit about communication this date or I think at least in the evening portion about how she like walks away a lot and um I think I think that he's just kind of like walking on eggshells around her and doesn't want her to like he she's emotionally manipulative whether she intends to be or not 
I think she has some issues with communication and I just want him to get more to the bottom of it, but it seems like he's like scared to, to dig. Um, so to me, I was reading into more of those conversations of like, okay, what are they actually saying? What is she expressing? Is she just saying things to say things because she needs to fill the space, but she doesn't want to actually talk about anything real. And that's what it kind of seemed like to me. Um, yeah, I think she struggles with having like deep, deep conversations for sure. Yeah. And it may be just Um, the cameras too. That may be part of it. I've been thinking that for a long time. I definitely think she struggles with having, uh, in-depth conversations. I mean, that being said, it's not like the other two women don't struggle because they for sure struggle. Yeah. Hannah Ann and him have had zero beyond saying, I love you. And I want you to, I, I mean, I don't think much of the, that's come out of Hannah Ann's mouth has been deep. Yeah. Uh, Madison, it's taken her forever to get to her, what she'll say during her, um, her dinner date mm-hmm. about her virginity mm-hmm. and how she feels about it. Uh, and still kind of ends at a standstill. So I think all of these women he's chosen have problems communicating. Yeah. Which brings me to, you know who didn't have a problem communicating? <laughs> Kelly. 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 And Natasha. Natasha. They did, they did <laughs> not have a problem communicating their feelings. No, and, uh, no. God, what a shame because apparently neither of them are at women till all. Aww. So just want to note that. Um, I have no idea why apparently Kelly, uh, we'll talk about it next week. So I don't even want to, yeah. Spoiler alert there, but, um, spoiler alert, they're not going to be on women till all. Um, but yeah, he's chosen three girls who have hard, hard, who have a hard time communicating. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she brought up something. I mean, it was so slight, but observing her, I think she has a deep, 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 deep insecurity. Mm -hmm. I, it comes up every time she's with him. Mm -hmm. And she said that she was afraid. She said, I was scared that you felt differently, like differently about me mm-hmm. after the hometown states. And she says, the fact that you gave me a, ro- a rose shows me that you didn't. So, you know, she was surprised, mm-hmm. but I think she was, ex- she was basically saying, I expected to get the boot. Yeah. Like I was really afraid that you weren't into me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was her fear going into this date. So I think she's looking at it as like, okay, how do I just tread water and like make this a fun date and keep this happy and not have a super emotional time because it's, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like every time with him has been to some degree emotional. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what she's preserving. She's obviously preserving something within her. Mm -hmm. She might not have even processed what she feels and even what she shared. So at the dinner portion of the date, you know, she shared that she had an ex-boyfriend who wouldn't ask her how she felt about Mm -hmm. things. And if he ever did, it meant something was wrong. I think obviously she has some unpacking to do with all of that with a Mm -hmm. therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this short given time, she doesn't really know how to explain herself. She doesn't really know how to unpack that. And that's just going to take time to like work that out Mm -hmm. for herself. So, you know, I, I kind of thought, Victoria for like not being able to articulate herself but I don't know at the same time I think I'm looking at this with an understanding lens of she clearly it's her own struggle like she is the one struggling she has been struggling this whole season and I feel bad that she is struggling you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, usually people who make it this far 
are not so emotionally, they're so emotionally tuned in to how they feel and what they think. Mm -hmm. And I think she isn't as emotionally tuned in Mm -hmm. to like why she does the things she does. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that, I think that's the only reason why we're like so upset with it. They're upset with that. We think, like you said, she's choosing to make these actions to manipulate him. Mm. When I don't know if she's ever stopped to really digest like, or unpack her actions and Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't think she's taken the time to do that and to realize if she's broken up relationships, that's an if, you know, the rumors that have Mm -hmm. been flying around Mm -hmm. and whatever her past is, why those things happened, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I I don't know. I I think she has a lot to work out within herself Mm -hmm. and, um, I don't really see her as a villain here. I just see her as someone like who's not even doesn't understand herself. No. Yeah. I completely agree with that. She's kind of unaware and um, it makes Mm -hmm. her kind of reactionary. And um, I think it's just going to take some time. Like you said, like getting to know herself and she very, from the very beginning was insecure and it was kind of confusing because you're like, wait a second, but she's like a model, but she's like walking down the runway and looks really sexy. Like, how is she insecure? But it's like, it's so much deeper than that. You can tell like there's other things going on and, um, and hopefully she can, um, figure that out. I don't think it's going to be with Peter, um, which may be a good thing, um, for her to kind you of know, like use this as an experience people- to learn and be ready for the next relationship. Right. I, I've also heard, I just want to note this. Some people have the theory that she's actually really calculated and she might appear insecure, but she's really not. Mm. And she's just manipulative and mean and like, you know, I don't know, like maybe she loves him, but like she's really just manipulative and she's really mm-hmm. just uh, aware of all her actions and like manipulating Peter. And I want to tell all those people, like, please put yourself in her shoes for a second. Um, and I think you would see things differently. This is, this life is happening so quickly. This bachelor world, you don't have your phones. You don't have television. You're not playing video games. You're not scrolling Instagram or calling your best friend. So all you have to do is either journal, read a book or think about this person or talk about the person Mm -hmm. that you're dating. So I think she's just in this whirlwind environment and, prior to the environment clearly has not processed her insecurities and her doubts, which are, you know, will be magnified in this environment. Mm -hmm. So I I think there's no way in which she has premeditated how she can manipulate him. I don't Mm -hmm. think there's any scenario where that's the case that's happening. Mm -hmm. And it's sad to me that that's how some people are viewing this based Mm -hmm. off of how the production edited it. Mm -hmm. But I do. I think the insecurity is real. I think mm-hmm. it's so true. Mm-hmm. It goes back to even the very first episode where she saw Hannah Ann was such a good model. And she probably mm-hmm. thought, oh, I've been like modeling in Virginia, but like I'm nowhere near that level. Mm-hmm. And here maybe she's like, well, like she's not even telling the girl she's a model. She models in real life, mm-hmm. even though she has a full time job in mm-hmm. addition to the modeling. Maybe she wants to be a model and maybe she's super insecure about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she, when she walked out on that runway, what we saw was someone who was amazing, but maybe she blacked out and was really nervous because she really does feel like less than and not good enough. And and I think it's less verbalized that about 
her relationship too. And yeah. he asked, well, why did you feel not good enough for your ex-boyfriend? She can't even pinpoint. Like, who knows? Maybe this was a guy who got a lot of attention and she thought I'm never good enough for him. Or maybe he treated her badly and made her feel less than, and that's why she didn't feel good enough. I mean, we don't know. But... Yeah, we have no idea what's actually causing it. It's just pretty clear that there's something else under there, more so than just like, do I feel like I look sexy in this outfit or not? Like, it's mm-hmm. way deeper than that. And I think that's why she she kind of shuts down when he tries to probe a little because she's like, it's too deep. It's too much. I can't. I can't. And there's right. cameras everywhere. Right. So, and I think she's socially aware of that. So, yeah. And so what, what comes across as like a manipulative pattern is maybe it's I don't think it's premeditated either. I think it's just like her way of coping, her way of dealing. And it's not the healthiest way, obviously, um, because, you know, they have very difficult conversations where he's like, what is going on? You can see his confusion in his eyes. He's like, did I do something wrong? What, what just happened? What, what just, what just went down? I'm so confused. Um, yeah, it's confusing. It's not super healthy, but I think that she'll eventually figure it out. And it kind of sucks that she has to see it get played back over the season and hear all the social media commentary and everything. Uh, it's just probably, really not a fun time for her um but hopefully she'll yeah i think she'll be able to pick herself up and learn learn from it all and i don't know i agree i don't think she's well the positive the positive in this in his date with victoria is they did not fight they Mm -hmm. did hash things out a little bit Mm -hmm. and then they clearly got along they spent the night together Mm -hmm. um and in the morning they were very cuddly like Mm -hmm. both of them had each other wrapped uh you know their bodies around each other I know I thought Mm -hmm. they actually looked very happy and at this point I can't say she looks like a clear f1 or a clear f3 because watching their chemistry I don't know where she is in the lineup yeah you know but um it's very clear they are connected um and even like the way he said goodbye to her and they both lingered with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Peter's great about staying present and in the moment. Yeah. He is fantastic at it. He should get a freaking Emmy for his <laughs> performance of not being an actor. Cause I think this is just, he's so in the moment on camera. He, he's not phased by the production of this. I don't mm-hmm. think, I think he's just so good at just being present, which is great. Mm-hmm. That's what reality TV should be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think their morning after was kind of mm-hmm. nice to see. Yeah. Um, and uh, just to note, she was in the bloopers again on this episode. Yes. I, uh, I when Peter was well. talking to the monkeys. Mm-hmm. And so that's twice that she's got in the blooper reel. Yeah. She got the blooper reel uh, the meat when sweats. they were in the meat sweats in... Um, was that Peru? Was that in Lima or Santiago? No, that was in Santiago before they went to Lima. Hmm. That was the Santiago date. Yep, meat sweats. And then she also got, and then that, and then the, the next date, I don't know who got. Blooper. She got the basketball one too at Cedar, at Cedar Point. She got that. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. think about She's that. She's had a lot, actually. Many of them. Okay. Just want to note these. 
things for my mm-hmm. listeners. She had at the end of every episode, they're going to show like them the credits, basically um, some sort of scene that like wasn't shown in the sequential order of the way the episode went. But they're going to be like, OK, and one last thing to show you that this was kind of fun that happened uh, during this the episode tonight. And so, yeah, she's gotten three of them. So I don't know. That speaks for something. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. I'm not yeah. saying that means she's F1. I just mean that she's getting a lot of airtime from production. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, right. So that date ends. She goes back. Uh, you know, I, can we talk about the convos they have with Madison and mm-hmm. the convo Madison and Hannah Ann had? Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's too much to say here. I, I don't. I don't reprimand the girls for. I don't reprimand Hannah Ann for gossiping to um, Victoria about her convo with Madison, because you know what? That's human nature. The three of them are together. Mm-hmm. Um, if Madison's and I'm putting myself in Madison's shoes for a second too. Madison sees this as there's three girls left. They're all three from the South. I mean, Virginia is not really the South, but mm-hmm. Virginia, uh, Alabama and Tennessee, they're all three Christian and maybe she just feels closer to Hannah Ann or just Hannah Ann was there. And so she felt the need to share that. Yeah. You know, I'm Christian and I just don't want him to sleep with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hannah Ann then shared that information with Victoria. Um, I've, I know some people think that was wrong of her to do so and how gossipy and they're all so catty, but like, no, I think it's, it's going to happen. Producers mm-hmm. set them up for this mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. They're going to share information amongst the three of them. I don't fault any of them for this. In mm-hmm. fact, I think all three of them handled this awkward, awkward situation so well. I think Vic- Victoria, as much as the heat she's been getting all season for being a mean girl, I think she was so like respectful and nice to the other girls, like asked them how their date went and listened and, um, they all complimented each other and, you know, it was superficial things like you look mm-hmm. skinny or mm-hmm. you look tan, but mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate the way they treated one another. I, I will say that. I think that they treated one another with respect despite this intense, awkward situation. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I think so too. And, you know, I, it was like during this conversation that I was realizing I, forgot that I really enjoy the beginning half of the season and once it starts getting into this territory where their relationships are getting more physical I just it starts to get so uncomfortable for me in a way where I'm like this is so unhealthy all the way around like no matter what decisions they make and no matter what each person's standard is and no matter how you get around it it's like they it's just a shit situation for everyone. Like, and then the parents right. are I mean, starting it's like to get two involved. Women dating in New York. Yeah, exactly. Right. And but so that's what the it's show just, is. That's, that's what, what the show, show is. And they knew this when they signed up for it. Exactly. So, it's entertainment. You know, I don't feel bad for them. Madison already has 1.1 no. 1 million followers. Yeah. No, I think everyone's <laughs> going to be so, fine at the end of the day. Um, and they have a bachelor nation of people now to that have been through the same experience that are of their own little support group and everything's going to be fine. But it just, it just reminds me that like, Oh no, I just start to feel for everyone. I just really start to like, Oh man, this, this feels, this looks like it's so difficult. And like, 
I do not wish I was in their shoes. <laughs> uh, not at all. Well, that's sweet to hear your empathy. I feel like I'm so detached because I've, you know, like viewing this happen over and over every season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know that the human's soul is resilient. So I'm like, they're all going to be fine. They'll mm-hmm. be resilient. This is a growing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for sure it sucks. But I actually think all three of them are handling it well up until this point. So yeah. anyway, with that said, we get to Madison's date. And uh, Madison Peter climbed the tallest building uh, in the Gold Coast or in that area. Um, I don't know. I actually thought this was a kind of a adrenaline fun date for Peter, but not like a good date in the no. respect of like, I don't think this would, this to me read what you do like week four or five with mm-hmm. the person you're not sure if you're going to like take far or not. So if I'm completely yeah. honest, I'm not reading this situation as Madison says F1. I think this is all editing because he wouldn't give Madison this kind of date. I don't think. I don't think the producers would set her up for a non-romantic date like this. It, it this did was like feel the least romantic. She date. was wearing a full-on suit, legs zipped all the way up to the and like he is like n- half naked in the water with Hannah Ann a couple of days before. I'm like, these totally. are such totally That's different the romantic dates. Date. Totally or like different going dates. to a waterfall and yes. taking a plane together. Those are all like quintessential romantic dates. Like, yeah, this actually brings me back to my honeymoon. There was, um, so funny enough, Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima went to Sydney. I think like the, the same time we were there, like around new year's. Yeah, no, they were there. They were there on new year's Eve as well. So we were in Sydney on new year's Eve and around that time. And one of the things that we considered doing was this bridge walk, which Hmm. it's like the equivalent of like $350 a person. So if for a couple to do it, it's like $700 or $600, something ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's like, you know, a once in a lifetime experience to walk up the Sydney bridge, the, the massive, mm-hmm. you know, um, Harbor bridge. So I saw pictures, you know, of Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima do that. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like good for them. Um, a lot of celebrities have done this, mm-hmm. but that being said, that's the sort of date Chris and Lauren Zima have been together for over a year, you know, like in the public mm-hmm. eye, they've been dating for a long time. Like I'm sure for them, this was like a fun date. They did it with Chris's daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing this up to say, look, Chris Harrison is one of the many producers on the show. They know how to create romance. Mm-hmm. They also know how to create something the viewers might enjoy seeing, but like they know it's not going to spark romance for the bachelor and his date. Mm-hmm. I, I just think I bringing up this like personal experience of, the Sydney Harbor climb with Chris to say when Chris went with his girlfriend and daughter, he knew this was like a fun experience activity to do with someone he's in a very committed relationship with. And it had nothing to do with romance. It was mm-hmm. like, let's do this cool thing. Yeah. Um, it can be so bonding, but it's not say, like it's sexy. Yeah. It's not, it's not bonding in the same way that like going to the beach and doing some beach activity and rolling around the beaches. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm saying this from experience. I'm saying this from observing the show and the way they've done dates in the past, but I don't know why like, it's like in Madison's mind, there's always someone like this on the show who thinks our relationship is like 
so unique and clearly there's no way he has any other uh, relationship with the other women the way we have a relationship. So, mm-hmm. you know, the way Madison like puts her forehead next to his forehead and like, she's not kissing him, but she's just like, let's have our heads touch and bond. She must have this feeling that they have this like super deep soul connection mm-hmm. and that she's the final one. And she's kind of blinded by the fact that like, Hey, maybe Peter has a deep as deep or deeper connection with one of these other two girls. Maybe she doesn't mm-hmm. see it, but mm-hmm. she's not behind closed doors with on those dates. So of mm-hmm. course she doesn't see it. Mm-hmm. And I think that she has this like hopeful belief that she is it for Peter. And that is why she's like, you know, everything she's doing is as if, well, I'm the final one. So like, you would have wanted to respect me, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the final one. This is such a romantic date on this, like, high, you know, climbing this building. This is so romantic. And I think most people just look at it as like, cool, we're doing it. Let's make out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's just really funny to see how heightened she is in all of this. I think Madison is a sweetheart. I think she's so joyful. I love her as a person. But it's just really interesting to watch her go through about these dates as if it is Peter and Madison and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I mean, I will. Yeah. I mean, I was, I will note from production, but real quick, I want to note from production, they're using the edit music, go back and listen to it. The music for Hannah Ann's date and the Victoria date and Madison's date was all different. Mm-hmm. And Victoria's date music was very like melancholy. It wasn't firework music. It was like, we're not sure what's going to happen. So like watching their scene with the music, you would think um, this is not going to end out well. Mm-hmm. Um, watching the Hannah Ann date, it's passionate. It's loving. Watching the Madison date though, that music, this is the music that they have used and reused season after season. That was the music I listened to and I go, oh, I know that music. That is like the music they either tease the F1 in or they, it's not the F1, but they make you think it's the final one. But this is the music they have used every season. Hmm. So just go back and listen to the Madison music from this episode. I, yeah, I have noticed, I have noticed that before. It's not as backed up by like years of watching the show but it is kind of like a feeling I'm, I'm pretty pretty um sensitive to the emotional uh effect that music has in films and tv so um so yeah I feel it I feel it and kind of like sometimes pay attention to to it and uh sometimes don't um and what were you gonna share though you were gonna share something yeah, uh, I was just going to say getting into the evening portion, um, she finally has some conversations that probably should have been had earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, how do you think the conversation went? Horrible. Honestly, I, I, I feel like I th- we're going to have to talk about Madison again next week, I know. So I almost want to like put a pin in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, she, you know, she said... Um, growing up, she had made a commitment to herself that she was saving herself for marriage. Um, fine. You know, she didn't use the word virgin, um, but she can use whatever language she wants. Um, 
I think her language was clear and concise. I think um, she clearly thought out what she was going to say. She was articulate enough. Here's why I think it's horrible, though. Once she was done being articulate and Peter then had to share with her, which, by the way, he shouldn't have to share if he was intimate with other women. But she's basically asking him, well, have you been intimate with other women? Cue Luke P., Luke Parker and Hannah Brown last season. This is exactly what their conversation was. Luke was like asking for affirmation. Like, there's no way you've had sex, right? Because like, if you have, we can't work out. And then Hannah's like, no, we've had sex. So I guess we can't work out. So here we're in the exact same situation. And she's like, so, you know, I just want you to know, I hope you haven't had sex, right? And so just, you know, have you? And then he says, yeah, well, I've been intimate without revealing who he's been intimate with. Um, and from that, rather than just making the, the decision, okay, I want A, you're giving me B, which is I'm not accept- B is not acceptable by my standards. So freaking make a decision. Okay, B is not acceptable. Peter, God, this is so disappointing, but I can't be with you. Just make that decision. And she didn't make that decision. Instead, she like waffled. She lied in his arms. She walked away. She didn't articulate. Instead, she just went silent. Uh, And I think that was incredibly immature. I think she really, and I don't think that's love. And some people want to call this, that means she's so in love with him. I had a friend reach out to me and say, I think Madison is so in love with him. That's why this is so difficult for her. Um, And that is why she, you know, was really upset. Um, yeah, the friend basically said that she's trying to discern if it's worth walking through, you know, this trial of dating someone who six days ago or less than six days ago you know, had sex with someone else. Um, you know, that she's trying to be hopeful in her mind that it is us, me and Peter at the end of it, but even though he had sex with other people. And I look at that as that is not logical, wishful thinking. Like, Women everywhere want to change a guy. Women everywhere want a guy to be what they want him to be. And those relationships never work out. And if you haven't walked through that relationship, maybe you have to walk through it to realize it's not going to work out. But they don't work out. And so this, I'm watching the show thinking like, Madison, you are wasting his time and energy and you're wasting your time and energy. Because here's like the bigger picture. If she gives him hope that I will let you be with me and I will, you know, we can redeem this situation and still end up together, he might break up with Victoria and Hannah Ann to be with Madison and Madison might still not be with him. And that is doing him a disservice because the whole point of this is that he has three relationships that are flourishing. He could end up with any three of them and be happy. And she's basically putting herself at the top of the list by saying I'm st- I still might be a contender even though you don't you completely are the opposite of what I say I want I I still don't want to remove myself from the situation so on so many levels I think she's doing him a disservice which is selfish and she's doing herself a disservice and that is why I think the conversation went horribly yeah. and it was very frustrating to watch um I understand if the cat's got your tongue, but I, I don't know. I don't want to call Madison. She's clearly not a villain. She's clearly a lovely young girl, um, in many ways, but she needs to freaking stand up for what she believes in. And when the person says, 
sorry, I can't give that to you. Be respectful of your own self and go, okay, well, thanks for being honest with me. And I guess that means I have to walk away. And you know what? That's okay. That is okay. And there's more growth there than staying in a situation that's not going to end up together. Hmm. Yeah. For me, I saw this, I saw this conversation so differently from Luke P's conversation with Hannah. And I think it's mostly because of the way she approached it. Um, Oh, I'm not saying they're the same conversation. I know she approached it differently. Yeah. And I think like this conversation was less frustrating than the first, the top of the episode. I was like, okay, okay, I think they're maybe getting a little more on the same page finally. Um, but I think, I think it was kind of just like too little, too late. Like she, but they're not on the same page. So even you saying no, they're on the same page, finally, I'm they're on saying... the same page and that they're communicating. Yes. They're like verbalizing their own wants and needs. Yes. Finally, She's a little saying, clearer. I want a man to, yeah, but that's not being on the same page. That is no, not. No, I just mean, I just mean he's finally understanding her and finally understanding what she was trying to say. And she's that's finally true. being she a little finally... more clear. Um, but like I said, too little, too late. Like this should have happened earlier. If he had known, if, if he had maybe understood the magnitude of it, he maybe made of would it from, it seems the way he sat and cried at the table from the teasers, I think. I think it involves Madison um, when we look at the next episode. Um, he, I think he maybe would have made some different decisions um, if he had been a little more uh, clear on her feelings about it. And the other part of me was like, you know what? I don't really think either of them are in the wrong. It's just a shit situation again. I'm like, it's just the, the nature of the show um, just puts them in a position where she can't get what she wants and he can't get what he wants. Like uh, without yeah, making some, without, I don't think it's, without I think deviating it's, I think from the, the huh? Yeah. I didn't see, I didn't see it as So here's why I think wrong. she's in the wrong. You don't see she's in the wrong because production is amazing. And this is why I started the podcast in the whole first place. And someone can totally disagree with me. And, and I would love for you to write in and actually leave a comment on the page because this is the sort of thing that I live for. I'm like, someone freaking disagree with me or someone go, I'm with Chelsea, your producer, <laughs> because I I think a lot of people are on agree with you, Chelsea. And that's not to like minimize your thoughts because I think mm-hmm. your thoughts are 100% valid and you could be hitting the nail on the head, right? Like you're more empathetic in the situation that uh, the situation of the bachelor in and of itself is so weird and bizarre mm-hmm. and not normal. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> neither Peter nor Madison is like completely the wrong. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's true. However, I'm more practical in my philosophy of like, you know what? You are never in the wrong completely. Like, no, you can't do a hundred, a hundred Madison's a hundred percent wrong, but, um, yeah, you know what? It's, when she's in a relationship, you have to express how you feel and what you want. And then you have to stand by either your convictions or stand by what you want out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And you, I don't think, wa- I think there's a difference between compromise and waffling. And I don't see her compromising here like, oh, but I really do love this person. So I'm going to compromise my morals and beliefs and actually date him anyway. Um, 
I see this as waffling. She's Mm -hmm. waffling on, she's coming to the situation with a conviction. I can't marry a man who have had sex. That there's no way that I would be okay with that. And then he says, I've had sex. She's like, oh God, but I wanted to marry this man. Now she's not saying he can't have sex. He couldn't, he can't, he has to have been a virgin too. She's like, I'm not saying you need to have been a virgin as well. Her issue is that he is having sex while dating her. And Correct. she's like, and I if, just don't and think also, I can handle that, which is totally but I think fair. She's looking from a sign from him. She was saying actions speak louder than words at the beginning. She was looking from a sign from him that if she was F1, she was his final one. He would know just like Nick Vial knew with Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa's my final one. I'm not going to have sex with the other women because yeah. I wanted to show Vanessa that she's my final one. And yeah. there was no question. Mm-hmm. That's what Nick did. Smart, mm-hmm. mature, 30-something guy. That's what he chose to do. Mm-hmm. He's had plenty of sex before her. Mm-hmm. He had had plenty, plenty of sex publicly with Andy and Caitlin. But in this situation, he knew this relationship is not going to work unless I do this. Mm-hmm. Peter is not as mature. And that's no fault to him of where he's at. But, like, I just see this being doomed from the start. I, If I get a People magazine on March 12th, you know, after all this plays mm-hmm. out and it's Madison and Peter on the cover of Bachelor Success Story, or I should say March 11th is when it would hit stands. So March 11th is the Wednesday after the after the final rose. And if we get a people cover with Peter and Madison showing them cuddled up together, I have to tell you guys, I'll be shocked because, and it won't be the first time I've been shocked on this series, but I might be shocked on March 11th, but I won't be shocked when they're broken up by the end of 2020 because I don't see it lasting. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to I say it over and over again, not to sway you listening, but just to point out that like, this is an unrealistic situation. Like, I mean, granted, maybe you, some, I would, you know what? I actually would love to hear if anyone has a personal story where it worked out, but never in my life have I heard of two people with completely different values getting married. Never. Um, you could say, well, uh, he had one faith and I had another and we worked through it after three years of dating or five years of dating, but in a really short time, a a year or less, the commonalities are what draw you together or what builds you up together. So I, they don't see eye to eye on this and I don't think that's going to change. And, uh, well, but for me, I, I saw it as he didn't realize the magnitude. It doesn't matter though. Like, Even if he doesn't realize it. I know. I'm just saying, the, I'm just saying, truth. I think that they have enough. I don't think Madison would be sticking around if they didn't have some morals and faith, uh, foundation that was kind of similar. And she doesn't care if he's had sex in his past. Um, she's not saying he has to have the same sort of standard for his own physical body and relationships in the past. I think mm-hmm. he was just, I think, first of all, he just is in the moment with each girl and he's not thinking about the other, which is problematic totally. because if he was fine. if he had a number one in mind, if he knew that if he knew that Madison was the one, then he would be thinking about her and maybe be like turned on by these two other girls. But he probably wouldn't have gone all the way. Um, no. So I don't think, and, I think he knows Madison's not the one. Yeah. So but I also wonder if she just wasn't as clear with him as 
like I think maybe he just didn't realize like oh shit like I think he's realizing now when he's sitting there crying at the table and then goes out and holds her I think he's realizing like oh shit like I didn't realize that me having sex with these one or two other girls was going to like she was she would actually be like considering walking away and not even spending the night with me like he's I think he's realizing like if I had known this I would have done it differently I could see it going both ways so in that way I'm like I could see both of them I could see both of their sides and I'm like it's just too little too late like they're both kind of screwed at this point and I don't think she should have to compromise um and say great no I can get over the fact that you slept with this girl like it's fine I don't think she should have to say that and I don't I don't think she will say that to be honest um and I don't think he should have to apologize for what he's done but I think it is telling like you said that they're probably not right for each other (laughs) he yeah I don't think either of them should have to apologize for their actions because this is the setup of the show Mm -hmm. she also knew that this was the guy who had had sex in a windmill four times so publicly Mm -hmm. had had sex on the show before Mm -hmm. so you have to assume if he's had sex on the tv show he's sure as heck is having sex in his everyday life Mm -hmm. um which it doesn't seem you to know, be the problem. Think, Again, that doesn't seem to be the problem. Her issue is that but we're that is a problem dating now. If you want to, be to like in- her father, well, I mean, she does say I that. Think, I think it's a bigger issue. She has said that she's made such a point that she wants her, the man she marries, to be a leader spiritually, like her father was to her family. And but I, I don't think, think she has a problem with him um, having sex think, in his past. I think her issue is she's like, don't get down on one knee with me if you just had sex with another girl two minutes ago and we were dating during that time. I think that is her boundary. Right. Well, I, I think it'll all play out. And I think we're actually, yeah, we'll I think America's out. focused a lot on Madison because she's America's little sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is all building up to make her the bachelorette. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Maybe. Um, so speaking of the bachelorette, there've been a few names in the contender list. I've heard, um, I've heard Kelsey's being considered for the bachelorette. Mm. I've heard Tia, from Colton season. Wow. Um, yeah. Tia just moved to Nashville. I mm-hmm. think I shared that last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tia's in the running. I, I, I think people have thought Hannah Brown, although reality Steve seems to be convinced that it's not Hannah Brown because she added literally six days. So imagine like six days in a row in California. She's going to be like throughout, you know, not LA, but just all over California. Uh, Hannah's jumping back on the Dancing with the Stars tour. Mm. Um, and before this, she's only done one performance, and that was the one I saw yeah. at um, Radio City. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so she has, like, six tour dates, and Reality Steve is certain that Bachelorette filming is going to start in March, and that, therefore, there's no way that she would be filming the Bachelorette and doing the Dancing with the Star tour is, like, not possible. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't think it's Hannah Brown anymore. Um, my guess is that they're going to go the easy route then and, like, pick someone like Kelsey. Um, I would love for them to pick, like, Natasha or Kelly. Yeah. Uh, I just don't even see that happening. What and about, like, Tasha? You know what? Tasha's name thrown in there. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me either, actually. Tasha would be... Uh, a good choice. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Tasha. you're I've right. I've always I thought she would that. make a great bachelorette because she's like, she's adventurous. She's funny. She's, you know, I don't know if they've had a divorced bachelorette. Have they? Uh, they have. Jason Mesnick. No, no, no. A bachelorette, though. Oh, a bachelorette. No, they have not had a divorced bachelorette. No, they have not. So that would be a first. They've had a divorced bachelor, mm-hmm. but not a divorced bachelorette. Um, so, yeah, I, that's actually a great point. Maybe it's Tasha. I mean, I, I don't know if Kelsey has enough, um, like, personality or energy to kind of drive the role mm-hmm. of being the bachelorette. Mm-hmm. I like Kelsey a lot. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't really see her as like leading a show. It takes a lot of energy too to lead the show. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Yep. Have you ever been on vacation and just wish you had someone with a better camera, with a better eye who could capture that perfect photo for your memory? Well, now you can. There's an app called Flytographer. And let me tell you, they're freaking amazing. So I use fly photographer on my trip to Honolulu with my husband and I cannot recommend them enough going on their website. I was able to pick a photographer of a number of photographers. I was able to see their past work and then I was able to even pick the shooting location. Often the photographer would recommend other locations or time of day. And so in this one space, I was able to pick a photographer, see their rate, and schedule everything in one app. So with this code, you can book your fly photographer shoot anywhere in the world. I'm talking anywhere from Rome to Paris to Fiji, wherever you want to go. The code is Merrily Green. That's M-A-R-I-L-E-E green with an E at the end. And with this, you can get $50 off your next shoot. So wherever you're going on your next vacation, use Fly Photographer. They're freaking amazing and you won't regret it. Going to next week, I do want to note Chelsea and I both unfortunately know a bit of news. So this is a spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear it, just fast forward about a minute or two. Mm-hmm. Um. So it sucks because I've been watching this season totally unspoiled and not wanting to know the final four or the final one or Mm -hmm. anything. Um, And it's been in enough things that I've like reading other things that came out. Well, they're going to start next week's episode. So Monday, this upcoming Monday, and they're going to show him letting go of Victoria Mm -hmm. and then Madison's going to come back. And then at some point in the season, either immediately then or later, Madison's going to leave again. And, um, that doesn't spoil the whole season for me. I just mm-hmm. want to share that. Like now we know for a fact, Victoria's leaving and then they're going to, sh- to cue in the women tell all immediately. Mm-hmm. So Victoria is at the women tell all. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, that's how they're going to rationalize having her at the women tell all is that she was just eliminated. So, mm-hmm. all right. Spoiler alert done. Yeah. We're done saying the spoiler alert. We both knew that. I mean, it could still kind of sad. go either way, though. I mean, she could still be F1 if because he does. There have been some teaser trailer bits where he's going to someone's house and apologizing. And his mom is saying, bring her home. So 
I mean, it could be her. It could be any of the three, really, at the end. So I want to make a few predictions. Okay. These are new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think last time I gave a huge prediction on I could see it being Victoria F. or I could see it being Hannah Ann. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still stand by that because I just don't see how, given everything we know about Madison, what we've seen thus far, the fact that I cannot, I think once she goes home, whenever she does go home, even after the show ends and airs, under the influence of her family and her, her parents specifically and that wisdom, I don't see her going for Peter. Mm. I just don't. I just mm-hmm. do not see a world in which that, that, that is what happens. So all that to say, maybe he goes after her. Maybe they're, they play that out like, and they have a scene where they talk in person in the real world after the show ends. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that playing out. And that wasn't something I had thought of before, but um I just, I have heard on a few interviews that Peter said it's like the season of like the return of the exes Mm. and, um, knowing that, I mean, thus far, Alea returned. So you could say Alea was an ex who returned. Mm -hmm. Um, and besides that, there haven't been any returns at this point, right? There's been no exes. And the girl, Marissa or whoever that came up at his. Um, okay. Marissa, you're right. Came to the show. uh, Victoria F. Yeah. That is true. I didn't think about that. Um, okay. I'm still kind of on, I have two philosophies then, and they still go back to what I said last week. If you Mm -hmm. want to hear it in depth on that episode, but I still think it could be Hannah Ann easily think that's an option. However, Mm -hmm. the one thing that is weird is she spoiled on Hannah G's page Hannah G wrote something about being in LA and Hannah Ann wrote, Oh, can't wait to see you. I'll be living near you in two weeks. So it's very public that Hannah Ann is moving to LA Mm -hmm. after the season finale, Mm -hmm. which could be because she's with Peter, but it could also be that she's just living in LA to, you know, be a model and do the bachelor life, like have more popularity. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, if I'm Hannah Ann and I'm under contract and calculated, why would I make that public? Like mm-hmm. it either was a major mistake and she really wasn't thinking about it, commenting on her friend's page, mm-hmm. um, or she's moving there and she's not with Peter. Mm-hmm. So I would think it's the latter that she's not with Peter and has nothing to do with him. Yeah. But she, it could also be a major, you know, internet mistake she just made. Um, that being said, knowing if the season's called return of the exes, I think what's going to happen is Hannah Ann's going to go all the way through and be one of the final two. Um, because we know that she is right. We know, well, I just said in the spoilers before that, Mm -hmm. uh, at some point Victoria leaves. Mm -hmm. Um, and if Hannah Ann's the final two, she could be the final one and the return of the exes. I think both Madison and Victoria are going to return. Um, Chris Harrison spoiled that the way this season goes is unlike any season in the past. Mm. And, I had to wrap my brain in my mind of what have all the outcomes been? Like what's happened in those final two weeks? And so I'm going to give you guys a little history real quick. There was one season, Jillian Harris's season. This is the only season I believe that this happened where, um, the final, so she was at the point in the final two, you know, when both guys will come up to you and propose, Mm -hmm. um, or give you a speech and perhaps propose, so she was at the final two. Well, her final third person, his guy, his name was Reed. 
came back and, mm-hmm. you know, had a ring and wanted to propose to her. And he got on one knee and told her how much she loved, he loved her. And then she stopped him and was like, okay, we should talk. Like, yes, we have a deep connection. Yes. All of everything you're saying makes perfect sense. Like I understand why you're proposing to me, but I can't, I I can't be with you. Mm -hmm. And so that's how that ended. My only guess, and this is totally off the wall. No one has this prediction. I could be crazy for thinking this, but I have a feeling, I don't know if it's going to end in in success for Victoria, but I just think Victoria is going to come back. I think he's going to kick her off and Madison's going to come back and say like, uh, I do want to give this another chance, even though you've been with these other women and that's never happened before, so to speak, that she's left and then come back or it's Victoria also coming back and Victoria could say like, I want another chance, even though she's in the final three and been rejected. So I don't know, crazy, weird theories, but Mm -hmm. I could just see that happening. Um, In Chris's interview with um, Rachel Lindsay on the Bachelor Happy Hour show, he said that he was trying to think of like a season. So they asked him a question. They just said, um, you know, they they said, we think the key to this show, and mind you, both of them have been the lead before. They said the key to doing the show right is to um, not only get along with the the lead and try to win the heart of the person who's the lead, but also to get along with the other women. And Chris decided to bring up, you know, I think the only time that really didn't happen, um, you know, we went rogue one season with Ben Flanick and Courtney, uh, you know, wasn't really liked by the women. And, you know, she was the one he picked. Mm. I'm just seeing a lot of correlations. No one else might be picking up on this and maybe this won't happen, but. I think he's alluding. I just see like the silver lining that maybe that Victoria is the girl that has had so much drama on the show. We totally don't think she's like the dark horse and we totally don't think she was going to be his final one. But I feel like in a weird change of events, something's going to happen on the after the final rose or we're going to have discovered stuff happened after filming and he might be with Victoria. And be kind of like Ben Flanick season all over again. Yeah. So, yeah, just a crazy yeah. thought. It could be totally wrong. But yeah. I just want to find out. <laughs> I think we all do. Yeah. So, um, all right. Um, God, that was a long recap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot to say. Yeah. Uh, um all right well i share a lot of info about uh people in bachelor nation and those interviews in today's episode Uh, i'm going to give you some brief bachelor nation updates next all right on to bachelor nation update news well uh as you might know women tell all has already been filmed it was filmed over the weekend um, in LA, the weekend of February 21st, 23rd, uh, it was very obvious via all the girls' Instagram feeds that they were in LA and that filming took place at some point over the weekend. Um, but update two of the women you will not see are Natasha and Kelly. They were both not, um, included. So Natasha was apparently invited, but had a conflict and Kelly for whatever reason was not invited. So, Of course, this is shocking. Um, Kelly 
was a huge part of this season. She got to the final six. Um, so I hope there's some sort of explanation at the women tell all, but just as an update, when you get ready to watch Monday night's episode, you will not see these two ladies. Um, all right, moving on. Um, Hannah G and Dylan celebrated their engagement party, uh, over the weekend as well. Uh, their publicist, Lori K publications was the one who threw the party. Um, this had been known for a few months. Hannah G, I heard her speak uh, about this a while ago and said that she had nothing to do with the party. She was just going to show up and have a good time. And, um, you know, I think they're taking their engagement slowly. As you know, they got engaged last season on Bachelor in Paradise. So they've been together a little under a year at this point. Um, and at the party was fellow Bachelor and Bachelorette alums. Hannah Brown, Heather Martin, Demi, Katie Morden, all who were together on Colton season. And they met Hannah G on Colton season. Um, and as well as some of the men from Hannah Brown season, including Mike Johnson, Matt Donald, old Matt Donald, Luke Stone, the other Luke and Jed Wyatt. Why Jed Wyatt was invited. I don't know, but Jed Wyatt was there with his new girlfriend. Um, you know, they posted pictures before and after they even did like a, uh, a, a station where they get fluids the day after the party. And this was all over social media, um, you know, proudly from Jed. So honestly, I think Jed loves the limelight. Any bit of him annoys the crap out of me. Anyone with me? I hate Jed. He doesn't deserve hate threats. He doesn't deserve anything. Um, so please don't go and hate on his page. Um, it's the worst thing we can do is engage with people in a negative way on social media, but he's just someone from bachelor nation. I truly dislike and do not respect. So I feel bad for Hannah Brown. She had to be in an environment with him, but good for her for still going. Um, all right. So that's this past weekend, super updated news. Um, also some things that have been happening recently, um, well, if you guys remember Olivia Creedy, she was on Ben Higgins season. Um, you know, she's kind of moved around the map. Uh, she has her own podcast called mouthing off with Olivia. Uh, and she's very good friends with Brandy Cyrus, sister of Miley Cyrus. Um, who's also super connected in bachelor nation. Um, Brandy does a podcast with Wells and she's friends with Caitlin Bristow as well. And a lot of other people. Uh, anyway, Olivia and Brandy went on a trip, uh, to Africa together with their boyfriends. So it looks like Olivia has a new boyfriend. I have no idea what his name is. In fact, if you go to click on his profile, you can't identify what his real name is. And so I guess it's a mystery, but, uh, definitely happy for Olivia. Um, I know she's had a tough time dating. She's lived in New York and Denver and Nashville, so she's all over the map. I believe she resides in Austin, Texas now and is a flight attendant for Delta. Um, but Olivia has a new boyfriend. So congrats to her um, on finding love. Uh, also, uh, fun Bachelor Nation updates. Uh, former Bachelorette Ali Fedotowski-Mano and Jillian Harris. Okay, I'm sure everyone's like, who the heck are they? Old, old, old Bachelorettes. <laughs> um Oh my gosh. Jillian was the bachelorette. I want to say in 2009, Allie was it in maybe 2011. So this is years ago. Um, both of them are now married or 
Jillian has a serious, has a fiance. So, but they've been together for years, both have two children and, um, their oldest children, Leo and Molly are around the same age and they are currently all in Maui. And recently, a few days ago, they were playing together. So like, how cool is that? Um, they both posted photos of their children playing on the beach together and frolicking in the bedroom, jumping on the bed. Um, the most adorable children. So check their kids out. If you love seeing adorable kids, um, Allie and Jillian are both at the Fairmont in Maui. Um, so, so cool. You know, that's just like showing that this world of bachelor nation doesn't stop even a few years after these are lifelong friendships that have um, come about from the show. All right. I'm going to give you some juicy gossip now, kind of horrible. Um, and then we'll end on a positive note in a video that you have to check out. Um, Chad Johnson, the villain from Jojo season. And then later he went on bachelor in paradise, told off Chris Harrison, walked off the beach was a total D bag. Um, he's been arrested. Uh, huge news this is in the last day or two of this came out, but his bail set for a hundred thousand dollars. He was arrested, uh, from a dispute with his girlfriend. Uh, her name's Annalise Misher, not to be confused with Annalise from the bachelor franchise. So another woman, but, um, he was in a dispute with her and he was also arrested for a robbery charge that uh, that she claimed that he took her phone away from her as she was calling 911. So uh, definitely not a good look. Uh, if you guys remember Chad on The Bachelor, he threatened to cut off people's arms and legs. I mean, I'm sure he thought he was joking, but still not uh, tasteful words that he used. Um, he was threatening to Evan Bass, this is the Evan of Evan and Carly who met on bachelor in paradise. Um, yeah, he's just, you know, kind of said some nasty things on the series. Uh, and honestly, this is, I thought horrible. I read this recently. So Tyler Cameron is involved in a charity that his friend started. I think I've told you guys about this before. Um, his friend, best friend, Matt James started a charity, um, basically helping children in New York city and they go in and feed them a meal and spend time with them and, you know, basically create a great experience. And it's called ABC food tours. Well, Chad felt the need to like be a jerk on Twitter and said, let's talk about Tyler Cameron's charity. Um, it takes some He takes impoverished kids to nice restaurants to show them what they can't have while Tyler gets a nice picture for Instagram then dumps them right back where they came from, just as effed up as they were before. Hashtag giving, hashtag charity. So I don't know where this came from, like why he feels the need to attack someone years after him in Bachelor Nation, who he's probably never met. Um, honestly, all I could say is I think we should pray for him. It sounds really sad. Um, I hope his girlfriend is not in danger. Um, but, uh, yeah, Chad Johnson's arrest is, uh, clearly hopefully a low point for him. And all I can say is I truly hope he comes back from this and learns and becomes a better man. 
because this is just awful. I mean, this is not typical Bachelor Nation news. So on a positive note, and then I'll leave you guys for today. Um, we'll resume next week. But Leslie Murphy, I think I told you guys before, she got engaged recently um, to her drone boyfriend. Uh, Leslie was on uh, season 17 of The Bachelor with Sean Lowe and then returned for Bachelor Winter Games. Ended up dating Dean Unglert for quite a while. Everyone knows Dean, so you should remember Dean. He dated uh, Leslie's about five years older than Dean. So it was, you know, an interesting pair, but uh, they worked together for some time. Well, fast forward, she's now engaged, very happy, and has the most epic video on her Instagram. So check her out. She's a travel blogger, um, takes the most epic, gorgeous photos. Um, her name is Leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y, and with an E, Murphy. And um, her post from a few days ago has the video of her being proposed to by her boyfriend. And it, all I can say is it's epic. So if you just want to watch a great love proposal, go watch it. So with that, um, may you have a great week. Live out your love story. And I'll see you guys next time. On the Wings of Love is hosted by me, Marilee Green, produced by Chelsea Dick smith with music by Purple Planet. Thanks so much for listening to On the Wings of Love. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, On the Wings of Love, a bachelor's podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at On the Wings of Love Podcast. Please comment, rate, and subscribe. We would love to have your reviews, and I'll see you guys next time.